Hi, this is Bill Inyard with Reflections from the River. Today we're talking about it really is a James Bond world, my dear. Everything I'm about to tell you is open source information, meaning it's already been published somewhere. And if I tell you about it, I won't have to kill you and cut your head off. There's an ugly steel container in Warsaw, draped in cables, hidden away in a dim, vaguely industrial basement. It's humming with activity this morning. It resembles nothing so much as the cargo containers trekking across the Pacific from China to the U.S., then loaded onto trucks and trains to carry cargo from the world's factory floor to the consumers of a throwaway economy. It's darker in color. It's painted, or better said, shielded with some likely classified coating to absorb sound waves, to deflect spine electrons. It sits in the basement of the U.S. Embassy. You walk across a dank concrete floor after surrendering your cell phone fitness watch, and any other electronic device you usually carry on your person to an unsmiling marine guard. The six-inch door hums, clicks, and clanks as an electronic reader accepts the identification and admits those few qualified to enter. To the uninitiated, the acronym sounds like SCIFF, S-K-I-F-F. It has no resemblance at all to a small, flat-bottomed rowboat. But then it's not a skiff. It's a skiff, S-C-I-F. Secure, compartmented intelligence facility. A place where those few bearing yet another acronym on their resume, that of TS slash SCI, can review, discuss, and formulate plans to deal with highly classified threats to America's security. My resume happens to contain that acronym, TS slash SCI. Top Secret Secure Compartmented Information. Not a lot of people hold it. In order to become a general or an admiral, one must be eligible for and obtain one. The investigation process to get one can take months or even years. Mine is now long since expired as I retired from the military as a major general nearly 10 years ago and no longer have a need for one. You only get to have one if you have a need to know. I've been in several skiffs, both in the United States and abroad. The one in Warsaw is the ugliest. But then the U.S. Embassy is the ugliest I've ever seen. It looks like nothing so much as a 1960s-era Holiday Inn in a declining area of Chicago. Even the U.S. Embassy in Havana looks better. The British and Japanese embassies in Warsaw are, by contrast, works of art. The embassy likely looks like a 1960s-era Holiday Inn because it was built in the early 1960s. Shortly after it was occupied, more than 40 microphones were discovered hidden in the ceiling. The spy devices were uncannily similar to microphones found about the same time in the U.S. Embassy in Moscow. Likely a coincidence, I'm sure. 
Spying is serious business in Eastern Europe. The first time I cleared through into the embassy, the American sedan driven by a young major stopped at the outside gate. Heavily armed security guards demanded our IDs. Once assured we were all U.S. military members, the electrically controlled front gate slid open, allowing us into the sally port. More armed security guards slid long-handled mirrors under the car to ensure there were no bombs or other devices attached underneath. Once cleared, the second gate slid open and we were motioned forward. As I stepped out of the car, one of the young officers escorting me gestured up at the multi-story building surrounding the downtown embassy and said, See all those antennas, sir? Yes, I replied. Most of them aren't TV antenna. They're electronic eavesdropping antenna, spying on everything we do and say here. Even though Poland's no longer part of the Warsaw Pact, and now as part of NATO, the Russians are always spying. So always be aware that anything you say or do, unless you're in the skiff, is being monitored. From my experiences as a colonel on a NATO war game in Ukraine five years earlier, I knew well this experience. While I was in Ukraine, an elevator in which I was the lone passenger inadvertently stopped at the wrong floor. Instead of stepping off into the hallway leading to my room, I stepped into a pair of white-shirted, beefy gentlemen awaiting the elevator at a huge open floor filled with television monitors and headphone-wearing men watching them, watching events in every room of the hotel. All of which went a long way to explain why beautiful young women, 30 years my junior, kept trying to accost me in the streets of Kiev. Unsuccessfully, I might add. On the several occasions when the Polish government invited my wife to accompany me to military and diplomatic events in Poland, we would attend glittering events at the presidential palace, cocktail parties at embassies, and dine with foreign ministers, senior generals, and political leaders. At the end of each evening, we would return to our hotel room, where she would excitedly want to go over the night's events, including who we talked to and the topics of our conversations. I'd hold a warning finger to my lips to quiet her. Her irritated glance would be met with my pointing to the ceiling and a raised eyebrow. Let's go for a walk, I'd say. We'd slip out of our evening attire into more casual wear and stroll down the wide city boulevards. You were serious about not saying anything in the hotel, weren't you? She'd ask. Dead serious, came my response. The curly-headed girl from Belleville, Illinois, clearly shaken by her entry into a James Bond novel. With tens of thousands of Russian troops poised to invade Ukraine, Poland's eastern neighbor. The ugly black box in the embassy basement is humming. The Russians are listening. This has been Bill Onyard with Reflections from the River. You can email me at bill at billonyard.com. That's B-I-L-L at B-I-L-L-E-N-Y-A-R-T dot com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>